You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. seats. So great to have you with us this morning. Welcome to Influence Church and the first of our Christmas services this year. So thrilled to have you with us. If you're here for the very first time, we want to give you an extra special welcome. Let's just welcome those people, shall we, who have joined us this morning. So good to have you here. Welcome to church. And uh, we're excited about Christmas. We're excited about these services, about all that was taking place. Shall we just take a moment to thank our teams, our worship team, our kids team, our youth team, welcome team, refreshments team. There's so much more to come. And uh, we want to thank all of our volunteers who've been working so hard behind the scenes over the last few weeks uh, to prepare services for you, whether it's crafting these wonderful Christmas trees, whether it's working on the the songs or preparing the the kids' packs. Kids, if you have not yet opened your kids' packs that you received on the way in, now is a great time for you to open those up and explore what you have found in those. And also, we've got a special gift for every kid that you will get at the end of the service today. And uh, it's a little bit noisy, which is why it's at the end of the service that you take those toys with you. And uh, so thank you to all of our teams who are uh, making room for us today. And would you be praying also for our community teams uh, that are working over the next few weeks? One of the things we love to do at Christmas is not just these opportunities that we get to gather and celebrate together. There's something brilliant about that. But we love as a church to be able to not just celebrate, but to be able to make a difference in our community this Christmas. And so over the next few weeks, there's going to be food hampers going out, food uh, bags, there's going to be presents, there's community events, there's all sorts of things happening because we want to be God's light in our world. And so would you be praying praying for our teams over the next few weeks as they are putting together um, these parcels and these hampers and these gifts to be able to uh, bless and serve those in our community who are in real need this Christmas. And we get to do that as a church here, right here in Richmond, but also across the north of England. And so be praying for them over the next few weeks. And as we, at the end of the service, when we take our offering, if you want to give into that today, that you can do that to help us to make a difference in lives that are in real need this Christmas. But um, it's great to have you here today. And last Last week, I received my first Christmas present. A little bit early, but uh, it was somebody who knew me really well, and this was the gift that I received uh, for my first Christmas present. Uh, Colleen, our kids pastor, gave me this badge that says, number one, Sprout Hater. And, uh, and I believe it wasn't really a gift. It was something she found in a cupboard and just thought, he needs that in his life. And I, and I was glad to receive it, and I decided not to wear it today, because unlike some of your friends on Facebook, I don't need to share all my opinions with everybody. Um, and so I won't wear my badge this morning. I thought, a little bit angry to put that on as I'm, as I'm preaching the word of the Lord. But then I decided I could go one step further. I thought, why just share one opinion when they've given me a microphone in a few minutes and I could share all my opinions with you? So we've, we've entitled this section this morning, um, Unpopular Christmas Opinions. 
unpopular Christmas opinions, and I thought, what a, what a brilliant way to start your Christmas by, for some of you, somebody being able to vocalize for you the things that you feel deep inside, but you're afraid to share with other people. So I thought, now occasionally there might be, I, I reckon they're less unpopular. I'm pretty convinced of all these opinions, so I've decided the other working title um, is, uh, what did I call this? Divided December Dilemmas, just in case they're not so unpopular. So we'll start with a really safe one, seeing as we're on Sprouts already. Are you ready for Christmas unpopular opinion? Number one, Sprouts should be banned from Christmas dinners from now on. Raise your hand if you're with me. I didn't ask for booze. It's church, not a pantomime. Okay, now respectfully, if you're against, now you may raise your hand and show your, show your displeasure. Oh, pretty much. You may have it, Sprouts, actually. You may, you may, okay. So, just in case, bring us back to 100% agreement here. Uh, we're moving on to our second Christmas unpopular opinion. Greg's mince pies should be available year round. All year round, all year round. Okay, uh, I'm not even gonna take other opinions because this is the only one I'm interested in listening to this morning. Uh, should be available all year round and you can spend as much money as you like on luxury mince pies from whatever your supermarket of choice is. You will not beat a better mince pie than you get at Greg's. So we're just going, so we're just sticking with that opinion straight away. Let's move on from food because we're getting a little bit divided here this morning. Okay, this one's a little bit of a tongue twister, but I think it's accurate if you're with me. Last Christmas should be the last time we ever had to listen to last Christmas. So last, 2022 should be the last time we ever had to listen to Wham and what they had to tell us about their heartbreak that happened somewhere in the 1980s. Anybody with me this morning? Okay, okay. Just for, just for the sake of reason, against, yeah. Some big 80s fans on the back row over there. Two wins, two hands, Andrew uh, Avril Wind. Uh, okay, this one I don't really agree with. I just thought I'd throw it in for good measure. You ready? Crackers are a complete waste of time and money. Absolutely, a complete waste of time and money. Anybody, some definitely in agreement. Okay, two hands over here. I like that, Alan. Now, I... Fair to say, fair to say, they've definitely gone downhill, I believe. Definitely gone downhill, but maybe, maybe we're not quite ready to. There will be some crackers around our table with disappointing gifts inside of them this Christmas. Okay, um, one for the dads. The ultimate Christmas film ever is Die Hard. Who's with me? This, who's with me? Really, really unpopular opinion. Really unpopular. Now, I was, I was gonna throw in my last minute one and uh, I didn't even have a screen for it, but Johnny so kindly made a screen. Uh, and this came about in the last 24 hours after a terrible thing was experienced in my family. Uh, and so my Christmas unpopular opinion, the final one this morning, is people who eat their advent calendars out of order, out of order, should be made to open their Christmas presents last. Anybody with me? This, there we go, there we go. Okay, just for the sake of fairness, anybody against this opinion? We will deal with you severely after the service. And I softened it. At first, it was people who opened their advent calendars out of order should be banned from Christmas presents. But I thought, no, that's spreading hatred at Christmas. And that's not what we're about. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It happened in my household this week, and I just thought this is not something I can deal with unless it's with a microphone in front of a few hundred people. So we're dealing with that. So people can get very, 
very opinionated about all of their Christmas preferences, all of their Christmas traditions, but also we can get pretty confused. In amongst of everything else that's going on, we can get lose sight and we can get pretty confused about the greater purpose of what we're celebrating at Christmas. There are so many opinions and traditions and decorations and celebrations that easily, I think, we can lose focus in the midst of all of the festivities and what we're really here for today. And we love some of the festivities, we love some of the traditions, and we're going to be partaking some of them even after the service there. I don't know if there's any Greg's Mince Pies. If not, get yourself there this afternoon. But in the middle of all of those things, behind the meaning behind all of those mince pies, the purpose behind all of the presents, and really the truth that is greater than every one of the traditions that we're celebrating this Christmas is, like you've heard this morning, that God made a way, a way in a manger. That when we're celebrating these things, when we're singing these carols, there is something greater going on behind every one of the songs that we sing, behind every one of the decorations and the celebrations, that God made a way for us, a way that we celebrate from a manger. Isaiah chapter 9, I want to read you a small passage of scripture from the Old Testament that will be familiar to many of you, especially at this time of year, but helps us to really get some clarity on what we're talking about this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And so these words speak about the birth of Christ, the arrival of Jesus in the manger over 2,000 years ago. But when we understand the context of some of these words, we realize this isn't just about the arrival of his birth. It is about that. A child has been born to us. It's not just his arrival, though. It's his authority, the authority of what was arriving on earth through the birth, in the manger, in the stable, that the arrival of Jesus was also about the authority of God in our world, that the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. On the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So the cause of all of our celebrations started 2,000 years ago. That was the the beginning. But actually, these words were written before even that celebration. We're celebrating at Christmas the birth of Christ 2,000 years ago. But when we read here, we're in the Old Testament and the prophet Isaiah. Jesus, if you know the start of the New Testament, when we read about the nativity story, when we read about all of the things that we're celebrating this Christmas, we're looking at the very first few chapters in the New Testament. But before Jesus was born, in fact, over 700, and they reckon about 740 years before that, there was this prophetic word that came through the prophet Isaiah. And it says, a child will be born for us. And the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. All of these things that we read was about the prophecy of the Messiah that was to come. The Savior that was not yet seen. He was spoken about, but he was not yet seen. And so when we read in Scripture, and it says the people that live in deep darkness, on those people a light has dawned. That's written not about the poverty and the disparity that we see in our society today. 
It's not written about the wars and the brokenness that we see on our screens today. It was written over 2,700 years ago. And yet, because it was a prophetic message, it is written about today, and it is written about that day. It was a message from God to his people both then and now. And that's why when we celebrate Christmas, we have to understand that we're not just celebrating. This is not just an anniversary of something that happened. This is the truth that is still happening in people's lives today. That a light is being dawned in many lives today, in moments of darkness, in moments of confusion. You see, 2,000 years ago, before Jesus was born, the world was a dark place. 2,000 years ago, people were looking for answers. 2,000 years ago, people were searching for for some significance. They were looking for direction. 2,000 years ago, everyone was trying to find their own way in the world, but they were not sure of which way to turn. Now, if this was 2,000 years ago, I don't know about you, but not much has changed in our world. That if 2,000 years ago, this was the case, I believe it's still the case today that people are still looking for answers. They're still looking for different ways for them to find comfort, for them, for, for them to find security, for them to find direction in their life. We're still filled in our world with people who are searching to find the right way in the midst of the chaos of life. In the midst of all the confusion of the things that are happening in our time and in our lives, we're still looking for, for direction and purpose and answers and meaning. Not that much has changed in 2,000 years. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, um, I was in Cambodia in Southeast Asia. We took a team from our church here. We partner with a number of churches and charities in Cambodia to help fight against the poverty and fight against human trafficking and exploitation and all sorts of horrendous things that are happening in that nation. It's a joy of ours that we get to partner with people who are making a difference in in that nation. And there are many things that we love about Cambodia. We've been many times as a church, and myself and Gail have been a number of times, and many things that we love, but many things, no matter how many times you go, get really confusing. The confusing thing to do with some of the disparity and some of the poverty and the brokenness, yes, but the confusingness of some of their electronics and their wiring, absolutely crazy, and some of the things that are to do with their traffic is just absolute madness. Absolute madness. Because just like us, they have roads in Cambodia. Just like us, they have different modes of transport in Cambodia. But unlike us, when when they come to a junction, it's not that nobody has right of way. It's that everybody has right of way. Everybody. And so you don't need to wait for some guy with his tuk-tuk to move out of the way. If you've got your motorbike, you can just nip in between. You can just cut through somebody's pavement or garage or petrol station or whatever it might be. And, and, and there's, a little, there's a lot of patience, there's a lot of peace, but there's a lot of confidence that I have got a right of way on this road. And if I know where I'm going to go, I'm just going to plow through regardless of what happens. And so it's absolute chaos. And, and, and so we, of course, can be thankful over here that our roads and our systems are a little bit better. Although I've heard in Skibi over the last few days, it's been a little bit like a Cambodian village uh, through those and the quality of the roads equal as well in Skibi. But so our roads might be a little bit better, but I think sometimes our lives are pretty similar. That we all assume I've got right of way. We all assume in our lives, I know what I want and I know how I'm going to get it in my life. And irregardless of what somebody else said, I'm going to find a way for me. I'm going to plow through these things. And we've all got our own ways of trying to find purpose. We've all got our own ways of trying to find meaning, of trying to get the security that we feel we need or the joy that we feel we need or the foundations that we think we need. And we're all trying to find our own way, but often we just get caught up 
in the chaos of life. And everybody's trying to find their own way to get to the thing that they want. But 2,000 years ago, we're celebrating this Christmas that God made a way for every one of us. That rather than having to try and wrestle and fight our way through the chaos of life and find those things on our own, we're celebrating that 2,000 years ago, God made a way for us. And yet sometimes we lose sight of it. And, And as Christians, that's one of the things that we truly love about Christmas, that it allows us to focus our attention again on what God did to make a way for us. You know, Christians are not just weird people who love to celebrate Christmas so much that they made a religion out of it. That's not the way it kind of works. It's not just that all Christians are obsessed with Christmas. You've got those people in your life. You see them on your Instagram feed. As soon as Boxing Day hits, the countdown begins again. 364 days till Christmas. And you're like, unfollow till at least October. Don't need you in my life right now. Uh, But here's the thing. The reason as, as Christians that we're so passionate about our celebrations at Christmas, that we're so passionate not just about the traditions and the decorations and the opinions of, an ev- of everything else, but the reason that Christmas is, is so significant to us is because we remember that God made a way, not just for the world, but that God made a way for you and for me. That Christmas celebrates that The almighty God, the creator God, the one who spoke and the stars were flung into space, the one who spoke and and the world came into being, that that God knew you enough and loved you enough that he sent his son to make a way so that in the chaos of life, you didn't need to find your own way to find purpose and significance and meaning and joy, but actually a way was made for us and it started in a manger. And so that's why we celebrate Christmas so passionately because We don't just understand it theologically, we understand it personally. And that's the power of Christmas, that God made a way for you this Christmas. And we know scriptures that God loved the world so much, and that's great. But sometimes we we seem to forget that we're part of the world. And so God loved you so much. Let me read that verse that we started with, Isaiah chapter 9. I want to read it from the message translation, because I think it just helps to us to see ourselves in this story a little bit more. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in a land of deep shadows, there is light, sunbursts of light. For a child has been born for us, a gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow, and I love this, there'll be no limits to the wholeness he brings. So whatever feels broken in your life right now, whatever feels out of place, whatever feels that it's in the midst of chaos, and I don't know what I'm looking for, and this feels so disconnected and feels so broken right now, well, let me tell you, there is no limits to the wholeness that Jesus brings. There are no limits. Sometimes we say, well, I'm too far gone. This situation is too broken for God. Nobody can do anything about this now. And maybe humanly speaking, that's true. But there are no limits to the wholeness that he can bring into your life. There are no limits of the peace that God can bring into your life. And so this gift of a son, it says, was for us. And let me emphasize it the More specifically, this gift of a son for you, this gift of a son for me, that God made a way for us. And it's our prayer today as a church 
that if you feel like you're walking in darkness, that if it feels like there's some brokenness in your life, if it feels like there's some confusion of how to, how do I find a way through everything that I'm going through now, right now, it's our prayer for you that if you feel any of those things, that a great light would be shone into your life today. That a light that brings hope, a light that brings guidance, a light that brings comfort and security would be shone into your life today because a way has already been made for you. You're looking for a way out of these things. You're looking for answers in this. A way has already been made for you to find peace. A way has already been made for you to know joy that is bigger than your emotions. A way has already been made that you can know hope even in the midst of a hopeless situation. A way has already been made and his name is Jesus. Because we don't just celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate the way that was made through Jesus. And in the New Testament, when we read about the ministry of Jesus, we read these words in John chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus himself said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we want you to know this morning that the greatest gift of Christmas is that Christ made a way for you to be able to come to the Father. Not a way that can be made by you working hard enough, by you having all the right answers, by you being, you being perfect in your theological understanding, in any of those things. But Jesus came to make a way for us to know forgiveness, to know freedom, and to know the fullness of life. And so if you're trapped in a season where it feels like life isn't fu- it's full, but it's not the fullness of life. It's kind of the eat, work, sleep, repeat cycle that we get trapped in. Jesus said there's a life in all its fullness that is only available through connecting your life to the creator of life itself. And that was the way that was made for us this Christmas. So why don't we close our heads, right? Close our heads, close our eyes, bow our heads. You can close your heads if you like. And let's just take a moment before we sing again to focus in our attention this morning on the way that was made for us. The way to find freedom. The way to find forgiveness. The way to step into the fullness of life that is only found through accepting Jesus into your life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. No one comes to the Father except through me. But if you've been trying to find your own way to find peace, to find answers, to find direction. Well, good on you for giving that a try. But maybe this morning we can take a moment to say, okay, this isn't about me finding a way. It's accepting that a way has already been made for me, that I don't need to be good enough because God made a way for me. So as every head's bowed, every eye's closed, if you know this morning that you want to know more about what it means to know Jesus in your life, that you've never accepted Christ into your life, or you have, but you know that you've been trying to do it in your own strength again. And this morning, you to say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know your way in my life. There's only me and two others that are looking that I've asked this morning, so we can, at the end, just give you a Bible and offer to pray with you. But if you know that's you this morning, you say, yeah, I need to know Jesus in my life. Would you just raise your hand and hold it high just for five, ten seconds so we can acknowledge you in this prayer? You say, yeah. I want to put my trust in Jesus. That's great. Anybody else this morning say, yep, this is my moment to say yes to Jesus. That's great. 
five more seconds. Don't miss out on this opportunity to find the way for you. Thank you, God. Almighty God, we want to thank you this morning that you are far more than just a tradition that we celebrate. You're far more than just a a seasonal, annual celebration that we focus on. We thank you that we can live with the knowledge each and every day of our lives. Christmas comes and Christmas goes, but we thank you that a way was made for us to know the freedom and forgiveness that comes from bringing our life in line with Jesus and the fullness of life that is possible by knowing the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. So help us this Christmas in the midst of all of the busyness and all of the chaos to continue to focus our thankfulness and our gratitude and our praise and our worship on you, the one who made a way for us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.